Well, you know what a great day this is going to be. Amen. You know, in just a few minutes, guys, listen, we're going to celebrate the new birth of some people who are going to be baptized in water right here on this stage. We're going to celebrate the new birth of some people that are going to get baptized right here. They have made a commitment to Christ, and they are making a decision today to bury their old life right there in that water. Come on, y'all. They are making a decision today to bury their old life, and they're going to come up out of that water new, leaving all the old stuff behind. Amen. And some of you didn't even plan on getting baptized today. But the Holy Spirit is going to be pushing you out of your seat by the end of this service. Oh, yeah, three of you, three of you. I'm telling you, you didn't plan on it, but the Holy Spirit is going to push you out of your seat, and you're going to come right up here on this stage and get in that right there. You watch what I'm telling you. Uh-oh, I'm going to break everything up here before it stays over with. Oh, it's been a long week, y'all, preparing for this, and I, I, I got something for you. See, I got something for you. We got you covered, y'all. Listen, we got shorts, we got T-shirts. I've already told you all this. No excuses. And if we run out of stuff out there, if we got more people that need to be baptized and we got stuff, guess what? Your blue jeans will dry. Your blue jeans will dry. They probably need a good washing anyway. Amen. Your blue jeans will dry. Come on. Can I tell you, if the Holy Spirit leads you, you're invited to come up here at the end of this service. Amen. We want you to get baptized. And I want to give you a quick message. He's got, he's got the timer going. Can I tell you, I never want us to do this as some type of ritual. Water baptism is Bible doctrine. Thank you for that rousing applause. I appreciate that one little golf clap up there. I am here to tell you right now, I don't ever want us to do this it's some ritual because this is major Bible doctrine, New Testament doctrine. And can I tell you that we need to get more and more revelation on this right here and what it really means. Do you all understand that? You need to, we need more revelation on what this is because this is not just some little ritual that we're doing on the last Sunday of every month. This is not just something that we walk through and we do it's, and because there is so much power in this when you understand what this is. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit's going to push you out of your seat today. There is so much power behind this. It's just like the name of Jesus. It's just like the name of Jesus. Now listen, the name of Jesus has the power whether you know it or not. I don't even know what's going on in here today. The name of Jesus has power whether you even know it or not. This has power in it whether you even know it or not. Amen? Listen, the same is true for water baptizing. If you don't comprehend it, maybe you've never understood it. Maybe you're sitting out here saying, well, you know what, I didn't even come for this this morning. Well, you don't understand. There is power in this stuff. Just understanding this can change and give you victory and defeat over the devil. If you just understand this right here, if you can understand this little Bible principle that I'm going to teach you. It will give you victory and defeat over the devil. I promise you. And I want you to see this in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. We're going to go there in just a minute, but I, I, want, I want to set this up for you. Can I tell you, I feel the authority of the Lord in this. I feel the authority of the Lord in this, y'all. I'm telling you, we've been working. 
There's times in the scriptures, listen, where the phrase the Holy Spirit sent down from heaven keeps coming up. For example, look at this in 1 Peter 1.12. It said he's the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Look at this. The King James says this. That, that right here to the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. The King James says sent to you, sent down from heaven. That's what the King James says. says the Holy Spirit sent down from heaven. So the Holy Spirit baptized. It, listen, it's very important. The Holy Spirit baptism is very, very important, guys. There's water baptism and there's Holy Spirit baptism. That's two of the three baptisms. And let me explain the two like this. If you get baptized in a swimming pool, you go down in the swimming pool and you come up out of the water. Amen? You voluntarily choose to go down in the water and then you come up out of the water. That's water baptism. But the comparison of the baptism in the Holy Spirit would be instead of you going down into the water and getting baptized. How many of you ever been to Niagara Falls? Instead of you going down into the water getting baptized, that's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Come on, somebody. That right there. Imagine standing under the Niagara Falls, millions and millions and millions of gallons of water coming down out of heaven, pouring out of heaven. That's the verbiage that Joel used. He said, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit. Come on, somebody. He says, I'm going to pour out my spirit. That's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Millions and millions of gallons of Holy Spirit baptism falling like the Niagara Falls, and you will be immersed. And then when you get immersed, you can be infilled, and when you're infilled, you can have an outflow. Mm. you got to get this, y'all. You have to understand this. Let me show you the pattern. I want you to see this. Acts chapter 2. It says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, look at this. They were all in one accord in one place. And suddenly... There came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. I want you to notice this next part. This is very, very important. He says this. He says, there came a rushing as a, as a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Notice, nobody had been filled yet. That's the next verse. Listen. Verse 3, there appeared to them divided tongues. Verse 4, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now listen, I want you to go back to verse 2. Look at this. It says that the whole house was filled. Notice that when the Holy Spirit, when the Niagara Falls baptism happens, it starts by filling the whole room first. Amen. You've got to catch this. It starts by filling the whole room first. The location changes. The place changes. The whole atmosphere will shift. Amen. You'll feel it when the Holy Spirit comes into a service. When he fills this room, you'll feel the whole thing. People get chill bumps. People, are moving. People react differently. The Holy Spirit fills this place. Even the most hard-hearted soul will break down and cry when the Holy... Come on, y'all. You don't understand what I'm telling you. When the Holy Spirit fills it, it changes everything he fills the room first are you following me listen he fills the room first but suddenly all attention and you realize something's here right can you feel it 
you realize something's here. Something, it, it's, it fills the house first. The Holy Spirit comes down and fills the house first. And then it's up to the person. When the Holy Spirit comes and fills the house first, it's up to the person to make an individual invitation. Amen. So I said it filled the room first. And then it says they were all filled. Amen? Are y'all following this? It says they were all filled. They all had to make a decision. It's in the room. Y'all, it's here. The Holy Spirit's here. You better get the Holy Spirit's here. He's in this room. Amen. He's here. That's why worship is so important. It is up to the individuals to get the infilling of the Holy Spirit. That's why praise is so important. He's here. I was watching my wife cry during worship. He's here. I'm telling you, the Spirit is in this room. That's why I wouldn't go to a church that forbids or, or looks at you like you're a weirdo if you want to sit there and clap your hands and, and hold your hands up high. You're not the weirdo. They're the weirdo. Are you hearing me? You're not the weirdo. They're the weirdo. You're supposed to clap. Can you imagine when you get to heaven, that's all you're going to be doing is worshiping and, and praising the Lord? Lord, don't ever let this become some old dead dry church. Amen. We're not interested in rituals. We're interested in the risen one. Amen. We are interested in the one who is alive. The one who's present in this place right now. That's the one we're interested in. Come on. When he fills this room, y'all, you can tell. Am I the only one that can tell? Oh. When he fills this room. Okay. Now, we got all that out of the way. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. It gives this revelation to us now. you got to catch this because I want you to understand now that we've, what I'm fixing to tell you. The baptism in the Holy Spirit and the baptism in water. Amen? Now watch this. This is New Testament. And this is the Apostle Paul. He begins to teach us this. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 1. He says, moreover, brothers, I do not want you to be unaware that our fathers, listen, were under the cloud. That's a reference to the Old Testament children of Israel coming out of bondage in Egypt. Amen? You will follow me? He says that our ancestors were under the cloud. God had sent a cloud. They lived under that cloud. They were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. Listen. They were all Baptized into Moses. Everybody say they were baptized. Into Moses. This is such weird stuff right here. You follow me? This is really weird stuff. You will read right through this stuff. And you will miss every single bit of it if you don't allow the Lord to open your eyes and speak to you. Amen? Thank you. I'm glad you are. Everybody say they were baptized. Into Moses. Verse 2. They were all baptized into Moses. Where? And in the sea. Two baptisms. The cloud is the baptism in the Holy Spirit. The sea is the baptism in water. Amen. I'm telling you, the Spirit is going to push you out of your seat today. The cloud 
is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And the sea is the baptism. It represents water. And remember that when the Israelites went into the Red Sea and the Egyptians were pursuing them and they went down and God parted the waters and they were able to pass through the waters. Amen. He said they went through the sea. But when the Egyptians tried to go through the water, the water collapsed on them and drowned Pharaoh's army and defeated them forever. Amen. So here's what I want you to see. Here's what I want you to see in 1 Corinthians 10.6. He says, now let all these things be examples to us. You see this? Paul is telling us, he goes into verse 10, he says, they were all baptized in the cloud and in the sea. He said, now let these things become our examples. He is saying, you let the cloud and you let the sea become your examples. He said, I am telling you now in 1 Corinthians that the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the baptism in water has to be your examples. He says it right there. This has to be our example. You see that? Amen. Thank you. I appreciate you. Listen, the cloud and the sea. It is an example for you and I. And I want you to listen carefully to me. There were three successive phases in Israel's, listen, in Israel's deliverance out of Egypt. Not one. There were three successive phases out of bondage. Not one. Amen. Well, I've been born again and... You know, the rest of this stuff really don't matter. I mean, the baptism don't matter. The baptism don't matter. None of this stuff. I've been, I've been born again. Well, you know what? See, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. You can choose to have the infilling. Just because you're in a room doesn't mean you're going to get the infilling of the Holy Spirit. You know that, right? Just because you're in here with the Spirit does not mean you're going to get the infilling of the Holy Spirit. You've got to choose that. Open your heart to it. But a lot of people just think, well, the blood of the Lamb, yeah, I'm saved. I'm a, I'm, I'm a. And that's wonderful. And that is your ticket to heaven. Hallelujah. That is your ticket to heaven. There is no other way to get to heaven. Amen. You can't get to heaven except through the blood of Jesus. That's your ticket. But so many Christians just settle there. And you miss out on the other two. You miss out on the other two that have tremendous, tremendous spiritual significance to the totality of your deliverance. I'm telling you, you miss out on it. Y'all don't understand what I'm saying. Obviously, let me say it like this. Let me put it this way. When, when they came out of Egypt, the blood of the lamb was enough to get them on their journey. Amen? They slew the lamb. What'd they do? You remember? They slew the lamb. They put the blood on the doorpost. The blood of the lamb was enough to get them on their journey. They were freed by the blood of the Lamb. It started their exit out of Egypt. Amen. But can I say something to you? And I want you to lean in. There were three phases to Israel's deliverance. Not one. The first one was faith in the blood of the Lamb. Had to. Faith in the blood of the Lamb. That was their very first and for us, I'm going to say this, as Christians, look at 1 Corinthians 5, 7. For indeed, as Christians, Christ is our Passover lamb that was sacrificed for us. So when I put my, blood in, or my, my faith in Jesus Christ and the blood that was shed on that cross, instantly I am forgiven. Instantly my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. <laughs> Hallelujah. Instantly. Listen, for lack of better word, listen, I got my ticket to heaven and Satan can't take it. Right? I put my faith in God. I've got my ticket to heaven. It's established. It's sealed by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Now, 
I know I'm going to heaven by the blood of the Lamb. But I'm not getting out of Egypt just by the blood of the Lamb alone. Mm, Y'all missed it. I'm going to heaven by the blood of the Lamb. But I am not getting out of Egypt by the blood of the Lamb alone because Egypt has forces that are coming after me. Pharaoh said, go get them. I've got, they're trying to recapture me. They're trying to re-enslave me. They're trying to put me back in bondage. I'm not getting out of Egypt. I'm going to heaven. I'm going to heaven, praise the Lord. But I'm not getting out of Egypt just by the blood of the Lamb. Amen. Because Egypt is trying to recapture me. They're trying to re-enslave me all the time. And if it was just the blood that they had, listen, they would have been recaptured. Because the Egyptians was coming after them. Pharaoh said, go. Go get them. Had it just been the blood of the lamb, they would have been recaptured. They would have been put back into slavery. Come on, y'all. Are you understanding what I'm trying to tell you? It wasn't just the blood of the lamb. Listen, there is a Pharaoh spirit. That the moment you make a commitment and you say, Lord, come into my heart. Lord, come into my life. I accept you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. There is a Pharaoh spirit that is coming after you as soon as you make that commitment. You better believe it. You better believe it. They're coming for you. You say, God, I want to be reborn. I want to be regenerated. That word regenerate comes from the word regene, where you have, and now I have a new father. And when you get to that point, I'm telling you that Pharaoh spirit's coming after you. You understand that? But that does not mean, right? Your salvation is sealed through the blood of Jesus Christ. Praise God. But that does not mean that you have victory down here in Egypt. Amen? That does not mean that you have victory down here in Egypt. You're going to heaven, but you may be defeated down here. You're going to heaven, but you're living through hell. Why do so many Christians struggle down here? Amen. Come on, y'all. You're going to heaven, but you're defeated down here. You're re-enslaved. You're bound back up in chains. You're bound back up by your addictions. You're all messed up and depressed and living in fear and torment. You can still be a child of God. Because you're ignoring the other two baptisms. You're ignoring the cloud and the sea. Amen? The baptism in the cloud. Look at this. Represents the Holy Spirit. Amen? The baptism in the cloud represents the Holy Spirit. And God says this stuff is very powerful. It's not a ritual. It's not a ceremony. This is, this, and the blood that got them on their redemptive journey did not get them out of Egypt. Amen? If the lamb, listen... If the lamb, that they would have been recaptured. They would have been re-enslaved. It was not the blood alone. There had not been more than the blood. Listen. They had applied the blood to their house. They knew they were saved. The angel had already passed over them. What I'm saying to you is the blood is not the totality of the provision for your salvation. The blood is what gets you to heaven. It's not what gives you victory down here. Alone. Amen. That was weak. The blood will seal your trip to heaven, but it does not give you victory down here alone. I'm telling y'all, it is not the totality of the provision of your salvation. you got to get the other two baptisms. 
It's so important. It's the blood that comes with the baptism in water and the baptism in the Holy Spirit that breaks the chains of the enemy. The blood is the only way I can be saved. The blood was the only way I could be saved, but it took two more experiences for God's people to come out of the dominion of evil forces. Amen. Two baptisms, one in the cloud, the Holy Spirit, one in the sea. They went down into the water, they came out. Look at this right here. Listen to what it says in 1 Corinthians 10 2. They were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. The cloud was above, the sea was down. One was going into the pool. The other one was standing under the Niagara Falls. Amen. And boy, let me tell you something. When you get that baptism in the Holy Ghost and God fills you, one you can go down in a river and the other one you stand under. One you do, the other one God does. Amen. And when you get filled with that power, it will give you. Why? Why do we neglect that? The cloud, listen to this. They were immersed in it when they were out in the wilderness. The cloud was so powerful. That once they got into that cloud, it led them. That's the type of the Holy Spirit, y'all. That's the type of the Holy Spirit. But I want you to see this. When they went into the water, the water was the cutoff point for the Egyptians. Y'all missed it. They were being led by the cloud, but when they went in the water, the water was the cutoff point for the Egyptians, y'all. Amen. It was the cutoff point. The bondages of Egypt, the chains of slavery, could not and did not have the authority to be clamped on them again, but they had to go through the water first. And the Bible says that when Israel came out of the water to the other side, they go in one side and they go in a slave and they come out the other side and they're free. And the Bible says when they came out of the other side that God told them. Look at this in Exodus 14. He told them, he said, the sea was the final cutoff point. He said in Exodus 14, 13, these enemies that you see, you will never see no more forever. The water, the water was the final cutoff point. Amen. Will they tempt you? Yes. Will they try you? Yes. But here's the point. Once you obey God, you know this is just obedience. Once you obey God. He says, you will see them enemies no more. When you stand on this side, listen, you're going to come in here and you obey God. You're going to walk in on this side and you're going to come out on that side. And when you come out on this side, you're going to look down and you say, I now have legal authority over you. You will not come back into my life. You're going to try me. You're going to tempt me, but I now have authority. Because for the believer... The water is the final cutoff point to your past. Amen. Amen. I now have authority. I have the right to say that I am no longer a slave to sin. Amen. Come on, y'all. I don't have to be bound. I don't have to be messed up. I have to be jacked up. Amen. I am not a prisoner to my past anymore. I will wrestle. I will deal with things. But I have legal authority and right because I went under the water and I came out of the water a new creation and all things have passed away and they have no authority on you anymore. All things have passed away. It's gone. Whew. There's something in the spiritual world when you come right here and you're about to step in this tub there is something in the spiritual world that happens. 
You've got to understand that. There's something in the spiritual world that happens. The old things have passed away. Amen? Now watch real quick. I'm almost done. <laughs> the final separation from Egypt for Israel was not accomplished by the cloud as powerful as the Holy Spirit is. The final separation from Egypt for Israel did not happen from the blood of the Lamb as powerful as the precious blood of the Lamb is. The only thing that could separate Israel from Egypt permanently was the baptism in the sea. Underwater. It was the only thing that could separate them permanently. And when you get the revelation of that, that I lay down in that watery grave according to Paul's teachings. That's what Paul said. And the old me is dead and buried. And I'm coming up brand new. And I'm free from the chains of fear and torment. I'm free from the chains of guilt and shame and addiction. Oh, look out, boy. I'm telling you the world is on fire. For the believer, water baptism is the final cutoff to your past. Amen. It is the final cutoff to your past. Salvation is instant, but separation from the world is a process. Hallelujah. Salvation is instant, but separation from the world is a process. Amen. It's a process. 1 Peter 3.20, I want you to see this. He gives us another quick example. We read right through this stuff, guys. Are y'all following me? Y'all with me this morning? You'll read right through this stuff and you won't understand it. Look at 1 Peter 3.20. They were formerly disobedient when once the divine long-suffering, that's how God waited, is the divine long-suffering patience to God. In the days of Noah, now he's taking you back to the Old Testament story of Noah. Watch what he says. While the ark, everybody say the ark represents Jesus. While the ark was being, prepa being prepared, <laughs> while the ark was being prepared, in which a few, that is eight souls, that was Noah's family, right? Watch this. We're saved through water. You'll read right through it. Do you know what he just said? He said, I want you to see right here that Noah and his family, they went into the ark of Jesus. Amen? And when they got in there, everybody was invited, but only eight of them went. Y'all come on. They were all invited. They thought he was crazy. But only eight of them went. And when they got in the ark and the rain and the water bust forth from the ground and from the sky. And when the water came, the Bible says they were saved through water. Very interesting wording right there. Very interesting. He said they were saved through water. The ark passed through the water. By the waters, they were delivered from a wicked and ungodly nation, from a wicked and ungodly world. Could the wicked pass through the same water? No. The same water that destroyed the wicked and ungodly is the same water that saved Noah and his family. Amen. The wicked perished in the water just like the Egyptians did when he said, you're going into this water and those enemies that chase you, you will see no more. They were saved. The wicked ungodly perished. But Noah and his family were saved through the water. Just like the Egyptians. Listen, here's Peter. He's saying that I want you to understand 
that Noah is a type of you entering in with your family into the ark. And there was a key to their deliverance. It was the water. It was the water. It was the water that saved them, but it was the water that destroyed the wicked, ungodly world that wouldn't get an ark. Listen, it's not, if it not had been for the baptism in water, do y'all understand this? Your salvation is not complete. If you've never been baptized, listen, your ticket to heaven, you're there the moment you pray and you receive it is the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Your ticket is, but you do not have authority down here like God wants you to have authority. Amen. You got to get a hold of that. You got your ticket to heaven, but you do not have authority down here like God wants you to have authority. Amen. You need the baptism in the Holy Spirit, which is the cloud, and you need the baptism in the sea, which is underwater. Israel, when they were baptized in the cloud, listen. The Bible says that they took the environment with them. I want you to catch this. They took the environment with them. The cloud followed them. Very harsh conditions over there. It can get up to 120 during the day. The same day it can drop down to 30 degrees at night because sand don't hold heat. Very harsh conditions. But what God do? God sends a cloud. Amen. And he says that my church is not going to reflect the environment that it's in. you got to understand this right here, y'all. Because God says, I'm putting you in, a, in an environment through the power of the cloud, that you're going to walk around in the Holy Spirit. That's why John said in 1426, look at this, that the comforter, that's why he's called the comforter, because you're being led by the Spirit, and when you walk into a hot situation, come on, something clicks up there, because the Holy Spirit's leading you, and he'll comfort you. When you go into a cold situation, he'll come up and comfort you. Amen. When you're being led by the Spirit, you can walk in, and something, the atmosphere of a room will shift. Y'all know what I'm talking about? He had been led. They were led by the Spirit. It's called the cloud. The Bible says in Exodus 40, I want you to see this, that the cloud covered the tabernacle of meeting. Moses couldn't enter because the cloud rested above and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Watch this. Verse 36. Whenever the cloud was taken up from above the tabernacle, the children would go. And the next verse says, when the cloud was not taken up, they stayed. It's called being led by the Spirit. When the cloud moved, they moved. When the cloud stayed, they stayed. Amen. That's called being led by the Spirit. And when you're led by the Spirit, wherever the cloud went, the manna went. Come on, y'all. The manna went, the food went. Everything they needed was in the cloud. Right? They were being led by the Spirit. The blood of Jesus gets you to heaven but you cannot have victory down here on earth without the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the baptism in water. Amen. And he said in Isaiah 4, 5. He said in Isaiah 4, 5 right here. This is it. My last verse. The Lord will create above every dwelling place a cloud. Smoke by day, flaming fire by night. Let me ask you a question. Don't that sound like the Holy Spirit? Y'all better get y'all's Bible. <laughs> Said he sent a cloud. Oh, this is so good, y'all. Smoke by day and fire by night. Listen, for over all the glory, there will be a covering. Do you see this? Come on. There will be a covering. He said over all this, there will be a covering. He said in Isaiah 4, 5, listen. For all the, that, that King James says there will be a defense. And that covering... 
The word covering there is the word hoopah. Amen? It's the word hoopah. It's a covering. It's a cloud. It's a tent. It's called a cloud of defense. It's called the glory cloud. Look it up. And the Bible says that I will cause the homes. Listen to this. Every dwelling place. Y'all ain't missing this today. He said, I will cause every home, the dwelling places, and I'll put this cloud of my Holy Spirit to become a defense. There's a protection over you. There's an army of angels that stand guard, and you say, you can only go so far, Satan. You can't come up in my house. I got a cloud of defense covering me. Amen. Because you've got the cloud. You've got the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Man, I feel his presence in this room. Glory to God. 